The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Happy New Year. Happy 2017. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. We're starting off a new and exciting year where we're going to be doing and talking with uh, wonderful authors and speakers and presenters. We're going to be presenting even more information on uh, to help you live a better life, practical spirituality for better living, and doing a whole bunch of different things. So let's look forward to an exciting ride. So today I have a, a, a special guest and gift for you to start the new year because I want to make sure that we started off the year with a really good impact, with a really good uh rush of, of positive and prosperous energy. So I called my friend, um, the Reverend Sherry James, who is the senior minister at uh, Understanding Principles for Better Living in the Los Angeles area, who is also a fellow uh, minister for the Universal Foundation for Better Living. If she could uh, come and uh, discuss her book uh, that she co-authored titled The Money Poems. So first of all, before I get into that and start asking questions. Hello, uh, Reverend Sherry. How are you doing? I'm good, Reverend Galen. So good to be here. Happy New Year and Happy New You to everybody. Yes, definitely, definitely. So before we start talking about the the book and, you know, obviously, you know, we can talk forever, but we have a, you know, a finite amount of time for the show <laughs> that uh, first off, for some people who might not be familiar with us, could you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got started, you know, where you're from, stuff like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I am originally from Houston, Texas. Hey, hey, <laughs> go Rockets, go Texans. Um, and I was I went to school in, in Philadelphia at the University of Pennsylvania and then graduate school at USC. And I got into um, this, well, we're going to get into it later, but this this type of thinking, this type of teaching uh, through a church called Understanding Principles for Better Living Church that was founded by the Reverend Delores Lett. And my life became, it took on a journey that I never, I ever could have seen. Uh, I ultimately became her assistant minister and in 2015 she retired and appointed me senior minister. I am a graduate of the Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary in Miami Gardens, Florida. And um, and I really, I you know, just, <laughs> I, oh, it's weird, how can I say this simply? Um, 
you know, I've been on a, on a prosperity journey my whole life. All right. All right. So with uh, so who first taught you prosperity? You know, my mom, but not necessarily her specifically, but it was the people that she exposed me to. When I was probably 16 or 17, she had first learned about Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins was probably my first teacher of of prosperity. And then from there, getting exposed to people like Les Brown and Iyanla Van Zandt. Those were my early teachers. And I had no idea the connection between Les Brown and Johnny Coleman or Iyanla Van Zandt and Johnny Coleman. Uh, that that I learned later, but those were the first people that were my door into this world of thinking prosperity, being prosperity, expressing prosperity. All right, all right. So since you've been studying this, you know, since you know the 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 early Tony Robbins days through, you know, learning from different teachers and being exposed to different teachings. How has your personal philosophy about prosperity changed since you began studying it many years ago? Sure. Um, I think that what has changed for me is I now see wealth as a byproduct of developing yourself spiritually. And I don't, what I mean by that, I don't mean that you study spiritually so that you can get wealthy, but I mean that it's a byproduct, just, just like, you know, you becoming a world-class athlete, there are byproducts that, that develop out of just becoming, you know, putting your body in optimum condition, you know, and I, I feel like wealth is one of those byproducts from serious spiritual development. Um, I think that that it is impossible to walk down this path and begin to know that the power and the presence of God lives within and then not also then become a participant in all of that lavishness. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. So in in the midst of developing this um, philosophy about it prosperity being a byproduct or I guess as Jesus would say, seek ye first the kingdom and all these things will be added. Uh, <laughs> philosophy. Uh, what are some of the biggest prosperity lessons you've learned from working with these principles? Because obviously people want to know, have you used it? You know, Absolutely. when you're a presenter, a minister, a teacher of this philosophy. Absolutely. I would say 100%. Um, probably one of the biggest things is the discovery that, Circumstances do not change until you do. And that sounds cliche, but until you actually live it, it it really is just a cliche. And my life did not change until I changed. And, and, And I had to be intentional about that change. It wasn't haphazard. I think sometimes the way that spirituality or even prosperity is presented it's presented like a like it's got a magic angle to it and there's no magic you you're the magic (laughs) you're you're the operating agent uh, or the operating power that compels it to be in your experience the other thing that I learned is that every prayer is answered and I had a really interesting experience that taught me this I I ended up part of my prosperity journey in almost a minimum wage job. And, you know, at the time it was, it it was like, wait a minute, God, I asked for prosperity. How in the world did I end up in a minimum wage job? But, you know, that's part of the the mystery of, of some of this is that when you start walking down the path, you don't know necessarily what you need in order to learn to be who you are agreeing to become. And in this job, it was a sales job. And in order to keep my mind occupied and not become depressed by the number of no's that I was getting uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a period of time, I began to um, um, write affirmations out while I worked the job. And I would take things like I'm the number one fundraiser in this company. It was a, it was a sales fundraising job for nonprofits. I'm the number one fundraiser in this job. Um, I easily passed through the ranks. I am pro- promoted quickly. I, I wasn't even looking to be promoted. I took the job just so that I could have additional income, so that I could go back to running my business. So I, I, I wasn't con- like I wasn't actively seeking promotion, 
But for whatever reason, those are the things that came out of me as I as I wrote. And probably about six months, so this was October 2010, probably about six months into that, the energy just kind of broke. And there was one promotion after another, after another, after another, after another. And and one of my colleagues who I worked with said, I've never seen anybody move up that fast in this company. And certainly nobody moved out of the calling pool into the corporate ranks of the company. And you know, I didn't think anything of it. But the day that I was moving into my um, office uh, with my locked door, <laughs> my own desk, my own phone, but, you know, my own stuff, my office with my key. I actually was moving my things out of the cubby hole that I had been in and placing them in my office on my shelves. And I ran across some of the affirmation tablets that I used to keep that were I was using to um, manage my emotional state on the calling floor. And I saw things like I'm the number one fundraiser and that actually came to pass. I saw things like I'm promoted quickly that came to pass. And so what I learned through this experience is one that every prayer is answered, but two, God is not general. That uh, that spirit is painstakingly exact in responding to our thoughts. We just may not be aware of all the intricacies of what we think and feel, but God is. And so that really, really impacted me deeply. And, um, And I really got that you have to be mindful of every thought. All right. All right. You know, it's kind of funny how um, I had a conversation with a spiritual teacher who was, um, for lack of terms, kind of going in on the law of attraction type teachings. And, um, you know, well, this law, then how come this, this, this and these people use affirmations that it doesn't work and those people do this, that and the other. And, you know, I simply said all of these books to talk about laws and things of that nature only really talking about one thing in different ways that your consciousness produces form. Yes. And if you have data and I have data and somebody else has data and we and but we we how we think, how we feel, how we perceive, how things occur to us <clears throat> are uh, totally different, then we're going to produce different results with the same information. You know, it's it's, it's not just because um I have the same book. We're all reading Prosperity by Charles Fillmore. But what I'm thinking about while I'm reading Prosperity by Charles Fillmore, how I perceive life, how life occurs to me, what I feel about it matters because, you know, I think what you proved with that um, story, which is a beautiful story, um, is that consciousness produces its own form. You, You were a law to your own being. Yes. Yes. And, and that's one of the things that I think that sometimes is not emphasized enough, you know, i.e. the magic uh, uh, aspects that sometimes is presenting presented on new thought and new thought type philosophies that sometimes is is unfortunate because it mm-hmm. makes people think, OK, say these four affirmations and then you can think any way you want to think for the rest of the day, the rest of the week, the rest of the month, the rest of the year. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, three affirmations and watch the secret once. And next thing you know, uh, they're pulling up, you know, you know, you know, trucks that, would, you know, trucks with money in them. They're just pulling up to your front door. No, you, no. To, to, to the point of what you're saying, the what I have learned as well is that everybody has a different recipe for prosperity. And what I mean by that is that when we have a dream, we have a dream and we have how we want God to manifest the dream. And there are, in order to be who you are being called to become, there's a set of values that you have to adopt. And the spirit in you, the intelligence, the divine intelligence within you knows the exact best way in order to help you develop those values. That what I couldn't see when I was in that minimum wage job was one, the dignity in that there are people that are raising families on those types of incomes. And I, and, and, and by being next to that group of people, it gave me a different appreciation and a way to speak to people at all levels of the food chain. But the other thing is that there are, like, we, 
in our minds, something might be linear, like, oh, I go from A to B. But what we call our B may not actually be <laughs> the, the next step. It may not actually be the thing that we need to do next. And the spirit is always biased towards our success. It is always biased towards us completely succeeding at whatever it is that we have been called to do. And so when we go through experiences, we really have to have the wisdom to 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 stay in a state of praise and a state of thanksgiving and in a state of worship. Uh, in order to move through whatever situation we're in as smoothly as possible, but also to draw all of the meat and the lessons and the richness out of the experience that we're in. I, the, the things I learned in that job are things that I'm using now as a senior minister to fundraise for my church. And I never would have gotten them if going the route that I was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's that's amazing, and what's 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 kind of funny is sometimes you'll do things that you don't even realize. Uh, uh, someone came to me, um, said to me last week, uh, jokingly, but it was still it was still funny. Or uh, she said to me, um, "When when you preach, you project like you're doing martial arts." Well, I'm a martial artist. She so was like, "Where you move in your hands and the way you stand and the way you project?" I'm like. Really? You know, but when you are doing that type of work, you're taught to project your energy a certain kind of way. And I don't even think about, okay, when you would move that way when you preach or move that way, whatever. And I would never think that, okay, that would be beneficial in preaching. I would have never thought that because I would have never consciously connected that. But she's like the fifth or sixth person that have told, has told me the way you use your hands and you project and you stand – Helps get it across the sort because it's almost like you're projecting the energy towards us. Right. Look, huh? right. I'd have never thought about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, in, right. I'm in three o'clock in the morning trying to make this sermon right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all relative to me. Right. Right. Um, uh, you know, we we're we're a few we're uh, probably about three and a half minutes before the uh, first break. So I do want to um, let the people know if they want to call in and ask you any questions, they could call in at eight 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 five five eight six four eight nine. Again, the number is eight 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 five five eight six four eight nine. If you have some questions about better living, pro- prosperity, abundance, or you just you know you have a question or you want to make a comment. Call in at 888-558-6489. Also want to remind you that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. So go on the page, like it, share it, all that other good stuff. Be reminded that this show is on iTunes and Stitcher. Stitcher is an app for Android devices. If you go on iTunes or Stitcher, my request is that you give the show a five-star rating. It allows the show to, um, to work its way up through the ranks so more people are aware of it. Shows that get high ratings and a lot of high ratings are promoted through iTunes and Stitcher. So we want to make sure that that happens as well. The other thing that happens when you go on and you click on to the iTunes and Stitcher is it helps push it through Google. So you look up Truth Transforms for whatever reason on Google, you'll see Truth Transforms, the show. You should see the Facebook page. You should see the iTunes. You should see the Stitcher. That works because if somebody's looking for some transformation, it gives them an uh, opportunity to hear what we're doing with this online ministry. Also, to remind you that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give, you can go to unity.fm and click on the uh, I believe it says donate or giving. I think it might be giving now button to make sure that you have, you know, that you can support this ministry. We have people listening to not only my show, but all the other shows from all around the world in on every continent. So we want to make sure that this message spreads and continues to empower people because the world is is waiting for new thought, in my opinion, to to make the next step and jump just like many other religious traditions 
that says, okay, we're teaching a philosophy that's based upon empowerment of the individual. And as we empower each other and we ourselves and connect with other powerful people, we can bring about a powerful social change in the world that the world is waiting on. That's based upon ethics and morality, but more importantly, a religion or religious philosophy that doesn't have to devalue humankind to promote its deity, its savior, its it's religious philosophy, it's leadership or whatever. We're telling folks there's just as much God in you as it is in any individual who's ever lived, who's living, or whoever will live. The only difference between us and any quote-unquote high spiritual leader is the way we think, how we see life, what we feel. In other words, consciousness. So with that, we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach. Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back. I have 
the Reverend Sherry James is my guest today. We're talking about uh, developing prosperity and an abundance consciousness. So, Reverend Sherry, uh, you just co-authored a book titled The Money Poems. Could you talk a little bit about that book and what, what inspired it and how you think it can help other people uh, develop a prosperity consciousness? Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, I wrote the money poems because I had some tools that were working and making a difference in my life. And it is my nature to share them. As soon as I learn about something that works, I immediately want to tell all my friends about it. So the money poems really just allows me to tell not just my friends, but anyone who picks up the book. And what the money poems are is that they are a simple system for daily abundance. That's the the beginning and the end of it. No matter how much money you make or don't make, you must develop a mindset for wealth if you want to be wealthy. And one of the things, and I'm sure we'll get to this in the conversation, but wealth is not money. Wealth includes money, but it is not money. And if wealth is all, if financial wealth is all that you have, then I would actually argue that you're not wealthy. Um, the, and, and so what the money forms are, that it's a system for conditioning your mind for wealth. We become what we do on a daily basis. And what the money points system does is that it conditions you for uh, wealth in all its forms. And the money poems, it, it's a little bit misleading in the sense that it, that it, it suggests the idea that, that this is all about money. Um, and, you know, we got to sell books. So I need to get people's attention. But really what I'm doing is is sharing with them a system for um, conditioning their minds for wealth. Okay. Well, you know, you know, Reverend Ike said, you know, even misery goes better with money. So, you know, it's nothing. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it, I love it, that. It, it will get people's attention. So um, in the midst of uh, obviously writing the, the money poems, how do people get it? Sure. So the the book is not out yet. It's uh, it will be uh, it will be out at the end of the month. But for more information, they can actually go to revsherry dot com slash the money poems. Okay, revsherry dot com slash the t h e money poems. Okay, and it's revsherry dot com. Just the normal way people will get in contact with you. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. All right. So. um do you have any examples of like, you know, for instance, um, um, as you were writing the book or working with developing the content, um, what did you feel as though it, it did to help you with your consciousness? Because I know being a conduit for a thing, sometimes after you finish, you look back and say, wow, that came out of me. You sure. know, what was that process like? Sure. For me, so this book was written over a number of years. The the original poems were written in 2009. And I, I have to shout out my co-author, uh, Mark Allen Felton, uh, who is uh, hails from Chicago, uh, Chicago native, and and moved out here. And we met at, uh, at Up Church or Understanding Principles Church. And both were coming at this prosperity thing from different angles, him from the angle of an artist and me from the angle of a spiritual teacher. And so the poems were really a way to say, you know, how do we how do we take what we have learned from Reverend Johnny and from Reverend Della and really condense it into a form? And the reason the poems um, were so important is that poems actually predate they, they 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 are actually pre-literacy or pre they predate literacy if that makes sense so that many things were passed down through poems because they were easy to remember most songs begin as poems and the thing about the poem is that it actually works on you i think i talk about this in the introduction the the, the poem is it's like a, a machine it's a made thing and it actually does something to you it it penetrates at a level that's different from just regular prose and it excites the imagination and it touches the heart and the mind in a much different way. So that was kind of the initial impetus. And so we started just kind of playing around with these poems and writing and we actually put the book out initially under a pseudonym and, uh, and then, you know, kind of let it go, went on about our lives and, and came back together in 2015 and started looking at what we had written and we were like 
this is really good. Like, you know, like in in the moment we were just looking to sort of put something down on paper to, to, to encapsulate the things that we had learned from Johnny and Della. But in hindsight, it was like, I think this can be a benefit. What happened in the meantime is my own personal spiritual development. And so when we came back to the text, I just had a much greater perspective for what we were asking people to do. And it was at that point that we actually put the system around the poems. And so what's different between that first version that we released and this next book that's coming out at the end of this month is really a daily system. Um, the, the What I have learned about prosperity, but learned about really anything, is that we become what we do on a daily basis. And life is not the mystery that we think that it is, because if we had a recorder, that that where we could play back or record everything that we do in a day and then play it back for ourselves at night, it would no longer surprise us why our lives end up the way and where they end up. We would be able to see the path that we're creating by the little minute things that we do on a daily basis. And so what the money points this edition does is really provide people with a daily system for manifesting that abundance as a as a living reality, not just as a once and a you know once a here every here and there type of experience. Okay, and you know I, I have some you know CUT listeners that listen live, and many who listen on po- listen to the podcast later. Uh, for for those who might not be familiar with Mark Allen Felton, I believe he's the artist formerly known as Panther, correct? That is true, yeah. The artist <laughs> the artist formerly known as. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he was quite popular at C U T in the mid nineties. Uh he would come in and play the saxophone and he was um you know, one of Reverend Coleman's favorites when, yeah. when it came to music. He would come in and you know, she was she was a undercover saxophone player. <laughs> those those of us, you know, who are CUT, you know, we knew that she would always talk about wanting to play the saxophone, and she would even take lessons from time to time. Uh, but you know, uh, she never uh, got to where she wanted to be, to where she could play it in front of other people. You know, she, she, she you know, she was going to do it. It was going to have to be right. So it never right. got there. Right. It never got right. there. So that's just a little bit of a uh, history. So for, if folks are saying, well, who is this other guy? The artist right. formerly known as Panther. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I also want to remind people again, if you want to call in again, if you just want to make a comment, say hi to Reverend Sherry, ask a question about prosperity in general, you can call in to 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. And, you know, you know, because here's the thing, what I, what I've discovered is, you know, we do a lot of shows like this. Many of us who do these shows, like what we do on Unity Online Radio, people will listen and, uh, then they'll email me or inbox the, the Facebook page with, you know, questions. But sometimes your question, which many times isn't super personal. If it's just some general questions, when you ask those questions, it actually helps the other listeners get an opportunity to, to, to hear the answer, not just you. So I get that you want your answer, but if you, you know, if you're courageous enough to just pick up the phone and say, Hey, let me give, give him a, him a call because what can happen out of that process is something can happen that you that was unexpected. Uh, sometimes when you open yourself up to the moment, you get unexpected blessings. But more importantly, you also develop the ability to stand up and and as led you do, because sometimes that's what stops us from getting our breakthroughs. Something will say, you know what, I have a question about prosperity that I could call in and ask Reverend Sherry right now. But, oh, no, I can wait. Uh, it'll be later or I'll email her later. But then we take that into the next thing, into the, the next thing, and then to the next thing. And then what ends up happening is when there's an opportunity where we need to step up to the plate and handle what needs to be handled in the moment, we don't, and we miss our opportunity. So if, if, you're, if you're led or to pick up the phone and ask a question, do it. All right. So Reverend Sherry. Yes. Um uh you know 
you know, what's coming next for you? This book and then my next book, which is Empower the Giant Within. Um, We're, you know, I have been uh, 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 playing at being an author for as long as I can remember. And I really got to a place where it was like, you know what, make this dream happen or else. And I actually took off the month of uh, most of December and um, January in order to in order to realize that um, writing for me is is there's something that's satisfying. There, there, you know, there's certain things that I think that we do in our lives where um, it just feels good. Writing is one of those things for me. And. I was in in preparing for something unrelated to um, the money poems. I was uh, I was actually working on the, the the preaching calendar of church, and I was checking out a book by Neil Donald Walsh, Friendship with God. And in there, I pulled out a twenty point list of why it, I, it was important for me to be an author. It's dated January thirtieth, two thousand six. And so, yeah, hello. And and so I think 10 years is too long to be pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So so for me, this the what's next is really giving birth to all the different ideas I I have. I probably shouldn't even say this, but I have no less than like 10 or 11 written like not you know forget ideas that are in concept form written books that are that that are only need editing editing to be turned then into uh publications um so so yeah so that's what's next for me all right all right so we look forward to that again also you know obviously you're a pastor of a church a spiritual leader, spiritual director, minister, your minister, etc., CEO, etc. So, yeah. um, you know, let's tell you know tell the world a little bit about what you all are doing at Understanding Principles for Better Living. Yes, Up Church, I am so proud of what we are doing. We are an incredible congregation of we're a loving spiritual community, and we are a place that will that we love people back to life. That is really what we do. People come in wherever they are in their spiritual journey, uh, some with no um, awareness of themselves spiritually, uh, just that they, they need to have a relationship with God and others who've been in this teaching for a long time. And what we do is that we love people into their ultimate potential. Um, we believe that uh, there is something that the spirit wants to do through them that has never been done before. Because that's the nature of God. God does not repeat itself. Um, and so what we help people do is to open up their hearts and their minds in order to receive their divine assignment and then follow through. Hello. You know, lots of people, lots of people can uh, open up, but it takes a special uh, mindset in order to um, to continue forward and to manifest. Um, life reserves the big rewards for the people who can follow through and what we teach people at up church, how to do is how to follow through on all of the, um, uh, the, the dreams that God has given them. Okay. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, um, where do you have your services and what time? Our services are every Sunday at one o'clock at 600 West Queen Street in Inglewood, California. We rent the space from First Lutheran uh, Church of Inglewood. And so we, you, uh, people will come and they'll see the, the First Lutheran building. Don't be fooled, we're inside. Uh, Sunday services at one o'clock every Sunday. Okay, well, Reverend Sherry, you have a caller. Uh, yes. So, um, uh, caller, are you there? I'm here. Okay, what is your name and where are you calling from? You... <laughs> My name is Reverend Alberta Ware. I'm calling oh. from Chicago, Illinois, and I called to say hello to Reverend Sherry. Hi, Reverend Alberta. So good <laughs> to hear your voice. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. Reverend Alberta is one of my teachers. I'm going to claim her. Uh, <laughs> and one of my mentors uh, that I have learned from as I have navigated my way through this truth teaching. So thank you. 
Well, I want you to know I'm enjoying this show, and I'm looking forward to the book. Yay! Well, thank, thank you, thank, okay. well, thank you Reverend Ware, for the call. And um, I heard you handled the business down in Miami uh, on, on Sunday. Well, uh, you know, God handled it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But I'm sure yeah. God wasn't up to work all night on that on that sermon. <laughs> That's true. Oh, no, not all all week. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll give you a little bit of glory. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thanks bye for the bye. call. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. So uh, so we're gonna. Um, it's about time for our second break. So uh, before we take the second break, when we come back, we're going to just talk a little bit more about, um, you know, how we can utilize this teaching for, um, you know, to, to help the world in some of the spaces that it's in. Um, I want to kind of talk about um, uh, a few things about, you know, new thought and the prosperity teaching in the world and what that means. So uh, we'll take our last break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Someone once said there are two ways to get to the top of an oak tree, climb the tree or plant an acorn and wait. If we expect changes to happen in our lives, we may want to consider climbing. Plus, changes needn't be monumental. Sometimes it's as easy as an attitude shift. Life is what we bring to it. Do you have a job that seems less than exciting? When you walk through the door, bring joy with you. Life looks better when viewed through a positive attitude. Are you facing a health challenge or surgery? Get rid of your fears by focusing instead on spirit working in and through you. When you remember that with God, all things are possible, your outlook cannot help but change. Today, wherever you go, whatever you face, do so with joyous expectations. Release your inner splendor and allow the light and love of God to guide your way. This Mindful Moment is brought to you by Daily Word magazine. Finding time for the positive reminders in Daily Word is easy with the digital edition. Perfect for smartphones and readers on the go. Give it a test run with our 30-day free trial offer. Learn more at unityonlineradio.org slash dailyword. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. Again, I'm interviewing the Reverend Sherry James, a senior minister of Understanding Principles for Better Living in the Los Angeles area. Uh, Reverend Sherry, um, I know you said you wanted to say something really quickly before we went on. So you have the floor. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a problem with the page. Um, and I, unfortunately, I can't fix it right now on while we're on air. Um, but the revsherry.com slash the money forms, um, we will, I will get into whatever it is that's going on with the page and, uh, and have it fixed in the next, um, 24 to 48 hours. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. So I want to talk about, you know, uh, the new thought teachings in the world. And let me just say, this is kind of, you know, off the cuff, but you know, we have these type of conversations, uh, where I was reading, um, an 
something that was put out by a, a review of uh, the recent Neville book at your command, which has been out in several different been published several times, but uh, people are uh, paying attention now to a new thought authors like like Neville, for instance, who are teaching, you know, imagining creates reality. And, you know, you know, the, the universe is, um, you know, bends to the consciousness, for lack of terms, of the person who knows what they're doing, who, who knows how to work with these spiritual principles. When I say bend, not meaning violate universal law, but what we might consider, quote-unquote, right, wrong, moral, not moral, etc., all type of different things. And they're, they're kind of a, trying to align new thought teachings uh, on prosperity with uh with fascist beliefs and things of that nature which i don't think are similar at all but um i just kind of wanted to see you know have you have you you know been kind of keeping your ear out and hearing some of these things like you know trying to connect norman vincent peel with uh, the president-elect for instance and trying to say well he's the driving force for that without recognizing the ethical teachings that also are uh high Oh, not a high part, but a, I mean, integral part of what New Thought teaches. I mean, you have any thoughts on that? Sure, sure. I, first of all, the ethical part of New Thought is indispensable. <laughs> so, um, but the second thing is also trying to trace experience to some type of physical cause. And at the base of New Thought, and those of us that are really purists in this movement, what we understand is that all causes are spiritual meaning that all causes originate in the invisible. So the idea of trying to trace the presidency uh, of Donald Trump to a teaching tied to Norman Vincent Peale, it sounds ludicrous to me. Um, what I can say is that the, the manifestation of a Trump as our president is evidence of our collective consciousness. And just where we are. And it doesn't mean that each that that all of us think in that direction, um, but it means that this is what we're all thinking about right now. And you you may not get what you want in consciousness, but you always get what you think mostly about whether you think negatively about it or whether you think positively about it. And what I would really like to see people do is take at least half of the emotional energy that they invested in either supporting Trump or opposing him and put it toward a cause that they really believe is worthwhile. Um, there are people that are hurting in our streets. Um, and this, this hit me really hard. We just completed a, a major blanket drive at, at up church and we're a small church right now. Uh, we're growing, but you know, we're in the day of small beginnings and we were asked by the Inglewood School District to provide 15 blankets. They needed 250. And God told me that we could deliver all 250. And there was a day when I was sitting in the office, and this was like early December, and we had maybe collected 10 or 15 blankets and maybe $40 in cash. And the day before, my car had blown up, meaning just the... It, it was a girl thing. I didn't put enough water in it, oil, something busted. Anyway, it was a $1,200 repair, completely unexpected. And I was really just concerned about, you know, okay, how am I going to do this? And I was, you know, trying to figure out what I'm going to juggle because it's right before Christmas. So this, this ate up the Christmas budget and all that. And the, the, the thing that hit me is that, you know, I'm consumed with all of this, like how is this car repair going to be handled? But if I don't get my head right, somebody's baby is going to be cold tonight. I'm going home to a warm home. I have the consciousness for that. And, I, and, and, you know, the office that I was in was cold at that point. I was, you know, shivering a little bit. But I could walk upstairs and turn the heat on. Somebody's reality is that right now at their level of consciousness, they cannot. And so me expending all of this emotional energy, this car repair is going to be handled. I have the money for it and I, I serve a big God. So this is going to be taken care of. And it is, and it has been, but if I can't get my head right, then I can't go be a blessing to somebody who is not yet conscious of being able to have their own home. And that's when it really hit me is that, you know, this is why prosperity matters. You, that, that, 
we have to get our heads on straight in new thoughts so that we can go and be a blessing in the world. There are people who don't have a consciousness to believe that they are the son of God in whom he's well pleased. There are people who don't have a consciousness for having enough food to eat or having, you know, the basic necessities of life. Those are things where we can step in and be the the gap filler. But we can't do that if we're constantly consumed with whatever is happening out in the external world. All right. All right. You know, I, I do think yet again, it does matter. Um, and I think that we can't get distracted by folks who are trying to tell our story. We have to be able to tell our story for ourselves. One of the things that was presented but to if you don't mind me jumping in there i don't sure. think it's about telling our story i think about it's about it. being i think it's about yeah. being our story yeah. because i can tell you anything but the evidence is in my life like our Absolutely. lives our lives are unfailing witnesses for what we actually believe and right. i i think that this teaching what's exciting about it is that it's it's exciting, at least for me, intellectually. You know, you get into this and, and there's no sinners, there's no worms of the dust, there's no, you know, devil trying to chase you and catch you, you know, you ain't fighting the enemy. And I think that that's emotionally stimulating. You know, we were, we've been beat down by some of that traditional theology. But there's another piece of this, which is then you've got to live up to the high mark of the calling on your life. Right. And that part is where the rubber meets the road. That's when you find out what your real devil is. That's yeah. where you find out what your real belief system is because you cannot say, Emmett Fox says, you cannot say you believe in God until you say what kind of God you believe in. And there are lots of people with words like God is good all the time or, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored and nothing in their lives looks blessed or highly favored. And and it, it's it's that we have to begin to make sure that our words match our, our walk, that make sure that our words match how we're actually living. And if they're not, that we hold ourselves accountable, that we call, call our own selves on the carpet to make sure that we are living this teaching. So I, I, it, it's a it's a being thing. And then, and then and then and then everybody else will tell our story. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. I, and I think and we and we tell our story. I would also add that. Uh, uh, and I totally agree with what you're saying that the angle I was going at is I bumped across this term that somebody presented when they were challenging um, the author. Um, uh, I believe it was it might have been Mitch, um, you know, the new Facebook buddy uh, I interviewed um, last year and kind of, you know, touched base. Uh, a few times, um, Mitch Horowitz, and somebody presented to him this a term that I, I laughed when I read it. I think it was him. It might have been somebody else, but I think it was him. That somebody presented to, to him in a review of uh, some New Thought publication that the, the term trickle down metaphysics. And I laughed so hard because it's totally missing it. Right. The, the concept. Because obviously, trying to equate what we teach a metaphysics to, okay, if, if everybody at the top gets wealthy, then it trickles down. Well, obviously, I think, you know, in my opinion, that, that, that is proven not to be true. I think history has proven that not to be true. Whereas when we empower, teach, empower, and, and create opportunity for others to be able to grow into it, it lifts everybody up. So the New Thought message and the New Thought teaching didn't come through and to the elite of society. Right. If people go actually go right. back and do the, it was because there were people, everyday hardworking folks who were saying, you know what, it has to be a better way to do this. Uh, right. It was about people who wanted healings and in didn't have bodies. access in their bodies, but they didn't have access <laughs> to the best of whatever was available at the time, especially before, um, you know, the, the, medical uh, you know medical profession was more uh, this is this is an area that i that i yeah. first of all I'm a history buff but you know the 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 modern strands of new thought for us come through the transcendental movement and the and the mind cure movement yeah. and we take for granted where medical science is today but where it was back in the day it was a 60 40 chance not in your favor that you would walk out of that hospital or walk out of that doctor's office and so right. there were people who were 
using their minds to heal their bodies. Phineas B. Quimby was the first person at least credited that married the the, the uh, intuitive teaching of the transcendentalist with the with the mental uh, curing treatment of the people in the mind cure movement. Uh, and so and and so you're right. They were people who were broke. <laughs> who yeah. were, you know, that that prosperity part is a later part. Yeah, and it's 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 just kind of amazing. We'll, we'll have to flesh this out later because we're down to about the last forty five seconds. So I want to uh, first of all thank you again. Um, encourage the um, the listeners to you know be on the lookout. Uh, you know, a month from now, go back and check with at uh, Reverend Sherry's website about the money poems and make sure that that you get it. Work on what you need to work on to do the things that you need to do. Because here's what I know. When you are living your best life, when you're in power, and when you're uh, living an abundant life, it frees you to be more creative, to be able to express the purpose, vision, and mission that God has placed in you. So be empowered in your living. Thank you, Reverend Sherry, so much for saying yes to being on the show today. You're greatly appreciated. Thank you. And uh, so with this, um, next week, I'll be doing some business things, um, so I won't have a show this week. We'll be back in two weeks with Truth Transforms. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. Dorothy Day, a co-founder of the Catholic Worker Movement in America, called for it not a revolution of arms, but a revolution of the heart. Since the beginning of our nation, the American Revolutionary War, and long before that actually, There has not been a time without conflict somewhere in the world. Makes you stop and think, doesn't it? Certainly we live in challenging times. Each day brings seemingly limitless opportunities to take offense. And each opportunity offers me a choice. I can give a knee-jerk response in fear or anger, or I can choose consciously to respond in love. My choice may seem insignificant. After all, I'm only one person. But as history has taught us, one person can make a difference. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org.
Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.